A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. This is the Best Hang Podcast featuring Max Kerman, Shane Cunningham, and I am Mike Bierman. Welcome to the Best Hang Podcast. I'm Mike. We got Max. We got Shane. And for the third episode in a row, mm-hmm. we're all together so downtown good. Toronto. I think the vibe of the in-person podcasts are just better. I got giddy th- coming here. It's easier. Mm-hmm. You can jump in at any time you want. Yeah. Well, we have an established rhythm and flow that we've been doing for years mm-hmm. that, you know, and then we got used to the Zooms. You do get, mm-hmm. you kind of pause I, and you wait. I and never you... got used to them. <laughs> no, I, never I, felt I, comfortable. Yeah. I never did. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're coming off the big pub crawl, so we should talk about that, because that was the big uh, lead up, right, in the last episode? Every we were... time we say pub crawl, should we just sting it with your song? Yeah. Good song. That song really holds up, Heavenly eh? Father. Heavenly Father. And then we're just back into talking yeah. about it? You wrote a new one, too, didn't you? That last year I did. That okay. came out last year. Yeah. What? Which one's better? Uh, they're both really good. What's the last year's song? Last, last Christmas We Ever Spent Apart. Oh, are I we Catholic? Are we Protestant? Jewish somewhere down the line. Got a cousin who's Republican. I promise I won't pick a fight. I'm coming home for Christmas. I'm coming home for the holidays. Hmm. I'd like mm. pub crawl better. <laughs> <laughs> what did you rhyme Republican with? Uh, line? Protestant. Oh, Protestant. Are we Catholic? Republic. Are we Protestant? Jewish somewhere down the line. Got a cousin who's Republican. There it's it pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, you've been trying to get Republican into a song for years. <laughs> yes. They finally did it. Finally uh, did it. It's a pub crawl. Guys, we did it. We went to Hamilton. Uh, it was nice. It was the first one back in what, three years now? Yeah, three it was years. Good. I mean, there was like kind of like a, a half one last year where like the bad boys of the group, because we were kind of <laughs> the in COVID like the, deniers. The, yeah. <laughs> were any of us bad boys? We didn't go. No, didn't there's go like, there's no, a photo. Not, the three of us weren't there, but there is a photo that they ended up just <laughs> doing it. I think they, because we were planning to do it. And then like the week and a half before, right after like the, uh, 
you guys mm-hmm. did the great cup, right? Yeah. Then it was like, everybody was getting COVID. It was kind of everywhere. I had yeah. like a nine month pregnant wife. So guys just started dropping out. But then there was like a group that refused to let it die. And they're like, let's just have a fucking yeah. house party. So like was, Sean. Yeah. Virtual. Oh, we're just going to name names. Oh, we can't. Yeah, of course we can. <laughs> yeah, of okay. course. Yeah. Felix. Yeah. Oh, but, but, but speaking, I want the MVP of pop, this year's pop Call. Has yes. to be Felix, right? Oh, interesting. Oh, well, you mean because, the circumstances for which yeah, you arrived? Felix, yeah, Felix. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Give some context just, for who Felix. So Felix is our lovely friend uh, from Germany. He's an immigrant here, and uh, I think I've probably told this story on the podcast. We we originally hated uh, Felix because he stole Julian's girl. Mm. Yeah, but it, Julian didn't seem mad about it. Well, at the time, he was probably a little bit heartbroken. Really? But you know, uh, all things lead to where they should be. Yeah, we've told. Go back through the pod; you'll find he stole her on a. Uh, well, stole. Can you really steal somebody? We have free will. We're all adults. <laughs> but it all happened at an all-inclusive resort. Yeah. So, 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 so Julian starts to see this gal, Jess. Jess is like, "I'm going on a vacation, Dominican Republic. I'll see you in a couple of weeks." She comes back, goes, "I fall in love with somebody else. <laughs> I fall in love with a German guy." We're like, "What the fuck?" We're like, "Fuck her, Julian. You're." On to greener pastures. Don't worry about it. And then it turns out that this was not just some Dominican fling. This was the love story of her life. And his. And his. <laughs> and anyway, that led Julian to find his love, the oh, love yeah. of his life, which is Sam. Sam and Julian have two kids together. Yeah, as well, as well. Yeah, Felix and Jess. But then Felix ends up in Hamilton yeah, he and comes somehow Hamilton. joins our group. Who brought him in? Was it Dan Hamilton? It's probably Dan. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, now Julian and Felix are best pals. Yes. And Felix had his third child. Mm-hmm. When I say he had the third child, Jess had the third child. Yes. He is the father, we think. And uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> you can't make those jokes in 2022. Okay. Come on. Yeah, sure. Fine. Can you not? I don't know. <laughs> you're, you're a family podcaster. You, you know the rules. I don't know. You think I know the rules? <laughs> <laughs> I have to edit these podcasts so heavily. <laughs> <laughs> so he has his third child. He has a third child on the Thursday. The pub crawl is the Friday yeah. and Felix is there. Yeah. He's there the day after they give birth. It's just to the Europeans do shit differently. It's like they're oh, so yeah. they're drinking wine, they're smoking cigarettes. They really make us look good with the wives, though. Because <laughs> <laughs> Alex jokingly said, "Is Felix gonna go out to the pub crawl, knowing that <laughs> the baby was like still like you know covered in goop and whatnot?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, he probably will." And we had a good laugh, but he was there. <laughs> Just a small note, uh, we had a technical difficulty uh, in the middle of Shane talking about Felix coming out to the pub crawl, even though his baby had just been born the day prior. But let's just jump right back into this thing, guys. Yeah, we're so what funny bits that are missed now? Hopefully that your German accent <laughs> didn't oh, get is that all gone? <laughs> you, you had a mention about how Felix did the the best hang logo design? Uh, yes. I hope that made it in. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll know. I guess yeah. we'll find out. But he did do the uh, logo uh, for the podcast that you are listening to right now, dear listeners. So if you listen on uh, iTunes, like Apple Music or uh, Spotify, the logo that you're looking mm-hmm. at as you listen is designed by Felix. So, so okay. MVP, Felix. Most surprising guest, who would you say? Those guys who I had no idea who they were. <laughs> that was a surprise. Like, it's kind of like a group chat. You can't just yeah, join. Did, did you, you ever talk to them? I did, yeah. But I never I had a chance to say hi because it was sort of enraptured uh, in other conversations. But who were those guys? What are those AJ? Works, or he runs a, I think he owns a golf bar. <laughs> uh, like, uh, I think it's for the off season of golf. You know, you can play like video golf. Mm. Okay. 
So he runs one of those. Uh-huh. He seems to be doing quite well. Like January is his best month. Interesting. for that. And did you talk to these guys, Mike? Briefly. I did. I did. I talked. Well, so Ian brought one guy. Okay. Uh, he was a nice guy. You and were hanging with him when I walked in. Chatted yeah. with that guy. Yeah, he's a nice guy. He And then... Um, who actually apparently lives in my neighborhood. So we were kind of, you know, mm. Ian's like, yo, he actually lives in your neighborhood. And anyway, we were catching up and uh, he, and then his, and then the other guy, Jay Kelly brought, he was a Jay Kelly guy, uh, like the tall guy, the other uh, mic. Okay. It was like a fourth mic was added. Uh, we already have too many mics. Too many. Uh, so those are the two guys that I didn't, we didn't know. Mark White. Mark White was pretty surprising. Oh, Mark oh, White was great. I, ch- I chatted to him maybe oh, the most. Yeah. It's good really? seeing Mark. Yeah. Yeah. How's we, he doing? Well, we talked mostly about true crime podcasts and oh, um, that's his favorite subject. YouTube channels. I didn't know we had we listen and consume so much of the same stuff. Mm. So that yeah, that ate up like an hour. So it was good seeing Mark. Uh, what's the etiquette though on bringing new people to this this pub crawl? You can't do it, I don't think. Because, like, like, is it? I mean, there's no who. No one's the leader. Like, we'd have to like have a group. But mm-hmm. I, I like, are you supposed to know? You can't just bring random people in. Or is it a free for all? And the more credit cards, the mm-hmm. better. I don't know the answer. I think if it's a friend in need, if you're like this, this guy needs to hang out with some nice fellas on the holidays. Bring him along. <laughs> yeah. But if it's just like your pal that you're like you plan to have yeah. drinks with and you bring it along, maybe not. Without the charitable backstory, though, no matter how nice they are, I'm kind of annoyed by the presence. Yeah, I agree. But maybe those guys are going through a tough time right now. Maybe they're going through a divorce. That's why I need the charitable backstory. I'm saying without it. Yeah, you want Ian to be like, hey, this is my buddy. His wife just left him, you know. Yeah. (laughs) And these guys were really nice, uh, you know, but I never want to see them again at a a pub crawl. <laughs> it's just hard when you guys, and the group is yeah. already so fucking big. Yeah. You know, it's and just it's so hard to get to. Like, we, we, you wrote this beautiful song, Max. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we get together once a year yeah. and we connect. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I want to get together, like the song says, once a year yeah. with my friends I haven't seen in mm-hmm. far too long. Yeah. And now I wasted a whole hour with this new guy. <laughs> it's true. And I could have been chatting to There's someone so many else. people you need to catch up Reconnect. with. Reconnect. Yeah. Um, how many? So we went to ten bars. Most of the bars that we walked into were completely empty when we walked in. We did get lucky because we were rolling like twenty deep. Yeah, it was it a very was big, a big group. group. Did you guys get dinged with the credit card? Very first, first I, one. I stupidly bragged on the last podcast that I yeah. hadn't been dinged mm-hmm. in the last three years. First bar, boom, get dinged. Yeah. I was a, uh, it was a free night for the V-Man. Yeah. Free night for me too. Yeah. yeah. Never got my card pulled. <laughs> I'm still at 20 million, boys. Yeah. <laughs> Not a penny less. That's funny. My buddy Jimmy, uh, who listens, shout out to Jimmy, actually. So I, I still never looked it up. Like we talked about the last pod, but I guess he was listening to the, the most recent pod where you had mentioned you See, and I, I was I'd on invite there. Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy could come. Yeah, yeah Jimmy's great. Well, we know, know him. Yeah, he's uh-huh. hung out with my backyard, you know, uh-huh. with the people. So Jimmy, welcome to the pub crawl. Uh, but Jimmy doesn't drink though. So oh, it's, it's like enough. now you're just showing up to what? Get burned? Like by getting your credit card pulled? Which did happen to John Popolis. He yes. only showed <laughs> up at <laughs> one bar just to say hi, but we made him put his card in and he had he to pay 200 bucks or something. So oh, tough, tough one. I love that. Tough one. Myers kind of got screwed on the first one too, because Myers was late getting in from oh, Toronto. Yeah. And then he walked into the bar after half the cards were pulled. Mm-hmm. And then he got peer pressure into throwing yeah. his card into like an, and then it was you and him were the first bill. I stupidly... I thought I had a good move. I flipped my card over, but it made it slipperier. 
I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, I'm like, this is a cool move. But then people couldn't grab it. So, mm. yeah, don't flip your card. Uh, but yeah, the bars, the bars were great. Uh, me and you got to drink for free that night, which was great. Yeah, I liked it. You know, it was an interesting dynamic because for, we're a little older. So it wasn't like, you know, sometimes we we're a little too rambunctious in the early days. And we're like, let's, let's do a shot too. Like and we that, were being very smart about food consumption yeah. too. There was like responsible food consumption. So we all had like, yeah, it's different than it was in years past. I'll yeah, tell you that. yeah. But also sometimes we're like, let's do two at this bar. Or let's do a shot at this bar. There was not really that. At the, Which the, was good. the second it, last bar at Academia, I'm at a table with Birchall, Unzi, and Jug. And it, 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 we're kind of like looking at the clock. We're like, oh, I guess it is kind of getting close to the end. And we're drunk, but we're not like, you'd think you'd be drunk or the way mm. it's gone in the past. And Birchall's just like, yeah, I think we need to... Uh, I think we need to kick this thing up a bit. Does anyone want to do a shot? Yeah. But it was that thing where it's like, do we want to do a shot? And you kind of look at the clock and you're like, okay, I'll do a shot. Yeah. And so the four of us literally just did a random shot at Academia. Wow. Yeah. Is it yeah. Academica? Academica? I don't yeah, know. Maybe. We've do been you know? going there for about 15 years. I know. So that <laughs> they got a plane in the roof. I know that. <laughs> did it work? Did it kick it up or not? It did. It felt good. Like it was nice. Because again, we ate so much throughout the night mm. that it was like, mm. even though you're drinking multiple drinks or whatever, you're kind of like, you know, and it takes a bit to get from one bar mm. to the next. And, you know, it was a well plotted out uh, pub crawl. <laughs> It was, and it was awesome. It was awesome to see everybody. And it was like, I think it's the best night of the year. Yeah, another evolution. Nobody said a word about their children. No. That, I don't think I heard any, one dad conversation. No, and even with Felix, who just had one. <laughs> <laughs> That's really impressive. I don't know if anybody even mentioned it to Felix. He just like literally has a new kid. So that was interesting. Besides Felix, though, who was the MVP? Ooh. Okay. I mean, I think everybody has their own MVP. I had a great conversation with AJ. I had a great conversation with Unzi, caught up with Jug, caught up with Jules. I didn't get a chance to talk to Sean Doss as much as I wanted to. That was the one person who I was missing. Sean wasn't really talking that night. He was, he was sort of, uh, yeah. he was the dad organizing of the a lot of it. He was, he yeah. was and his dad so was out though yeah. too. So. Bruce Dawson, shout out. Actually, yeah. you know who else was amazing? So it's like Sean organized the suite. Mm -hmm. He organized like the food and the beer like before we sort of went. It was like it, our first spot ended up being this suite uh, at a hotel. And, but then throughout the night, Adam Burchill completely ran credit card roulette. He yeah, kept, he was very good. Because it's like with that many guys, it might be the biggest it's ever been. It's just hard for everyone to pull their card. and put. So he kept everybody's cards. He was like the keeper of the cards. They would go into a hat and we just sort of accepted his word whenever it would come out. Because guys, thought, there used to be a lot of tension when the card was being pulled. But you notice we barely even paid attention. Because we're all rich now. No, but it, does that make it less fun? I think so a little bit. You know, yeah. like there was something special about guys freaking out about getting their card pulled. Yeah, that's true. But I think there was just so many people, it was hard to like, for everyone to focus their attention on the card pull, which yeah. was a feature But when we used to do it. Mm -hmm. Three years passes and now guys are just chatting and drinking or whatever. Are there any other categories or, or conversations that really stuck well, out? Well, you didn't say your MVP. You're just skipping categories. And oh, okay, my MVP. Ooh. Like anyone like smoking cigarettes in a funny way. <laughs> I don't know. You were Any very laps? good. You, okay. You were very so good. I'm up there. I hardly talked to you, but I did film we you a talked. lot. We talked. What do you talk? We talked uh -huh. the first bar. I feel like I. Oh, yeah. We talked time. about the show a lot. Another meeting at another bar where we talked about your musical input. Oh, yeah. Beginning of the night. Heart to heart. You're giving me advice oh, about yeah. stuff. Yeah. So like uh, there's there's oh, yeah, video footage of the first bar, which is the Doors pub. I like I do like a 360 and you two are not in the corner chatting. Mm -hmm. And then the next pub, which was the one in Hess. I can't remember what the fuck it's called, but barbecue place, maybe. Anyway, that's the old Absinthe Lounge. Uh, used to be a barbecue place. We all ended service. up. There was like a foyer conversation about the music. Mm -hmm. or whatever. Oh, yeah. That was. Yeah. And then my brother showed up. That's mm -hmm. he showed up for that. That's bar. right. So, th so there were conversations. It was great. But yeah, you, your smoking bit is great. See, I do not smoke, smoke, by the way. You don't. But no. seeing uh, dads who don't smoke 
smoke with their buddies always makes me hate. Oh, they say smoke with their children. <laughs> smoke, with their children <laughs> smoke in front of their children. Yeah. Have a puff, son. Yeah, did you get any shit for that back home? I know. I think just Alex knows I do that when uh-huh. I'm, uh, but I did go to daycare. No, not daycare. I dropped my daughter off at school and I found the teachers might be our Kells fans and might have looked at me as an irresponsible parent. Wow. wow. So maybe I'm being judged. Maybe it's just in my head. But I feel like they think, oh, I'm just some boozer on the weekends and I'm not a good dad. You should double down and show up to school every morning with a cig in your mouth. Yeah. It's hard in front of little kids to even pull that bit, Mm. though. But yeah, I don't know. What what do you think? Now, you know, I think people understand that it's just a bit. You're being very funny Mm -hmm. about it. Well, I got worried in the morning because... Ash said something like, oh, I'm something about me looking at the Internet, what I did. So then I thought I did something crazy foolish. <laughs> so I was like, what do you mean by that, Ash? And she never responded. <laughs> so I'm scouring the Internet like maybe I'm going viral on Twitter or something. But yeah, it was nothing. Right. How well you on the last pod, you told us that Alex was planning to go out and party, like try to match you. Did she indeed do that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> she organized this whole event for all the moms to give the dads a break. In the morning, the plan was all the uh, moms and wives, they're going to go to a mall and look after the kids mm. so we can sleep in while we're, nice. while we're hungover. So Alex apparently was one of the ringleaders of this. However, Alex went out and drank the same time that we were all out yeah. drinking for the huh. pub crawl. And was overserved probably more than I was, or maybe had the same <laughs> amount as me since her body weight's less. She got more drunk, smoked more cigarettes. And she was, yes, <laughs> she was ruined mm. in the morning. <laughs> That's great. So the kids are all jumping on me and stuff. She's being useless. <laughs> yeah. So she's like, Ugh. I'm like, you going to the mall? She's like, no, <laughs> but she, she does go downstairs and angrily, Uber eats um, pancakes over yeah. <laughs> because that's her like, yeah, the, the pancakes will babysit, but she's still mad that she's doing it for some reason. Uh-huh. And then I, she comes up and she's all grumpy and tries to climb into bed. I'm like, Oh, I thought you were going to the mall. Uh, you organized this. Everyone said you were going to go. I said, I guarantee you she doesn't. <laughs> so then she angrily left and went to the mall. Yeah. The, the, the moms I'd found out like maybe just the day before Danica's like, yeah. And you know, you lucky fuckers, a bunch of us are going to bring the kids in the Danica mall. Danica said that? Oh, yeah. She's like, we're going to bring the kids in the mall so you get to sleep in as well, even though you got your big night. You know, she was kind of joking, but I was like, oh my God, like I was genuinely moved because like that might be the most generous gift you can give a Do hungover you? dad yeah, yeah. is like time to sleep mm-hmm. in in the morning. So I sleep in or whatever. We wake up and I actually go downstairs and help out a little bit at like whatever, seven, still a little bit drunk. And she's like, oh my God, like, you know, like dad comes lumbering in, probably reeking like a distillery. And I'm like, I'll help <laughs> oh you. Oh my God. Could you leave and go back upstairs, please? <laughs> I don't need that. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I help her like load the kids in the car or whatever. And then she goes to the mall. I'm like, oh God, I can't. I go back and I like, I do that thing where I like lay down on the bed and I close my eyes. And then literally it was like door open. Dad. It was like eyes open and like two hours of yeah, time machine uh, like that crazy. And then Dan takes the baby and then Winona literally like jumps on the bed. Like, and I'm like, okay, 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 okay. It's like, and I was like, what do you, what do you want to watch? Let's watch something in the bedroom. You can watch something. You know what I mean? And she's like, I want to watch boss baby. I'm like, we've never fucking talked about what do you, where'd you even get boss baby from? So she must've heard about it at school. Weird. Mm. So I search like the Apple or whatever, and it's not 
it's not on any of the streaming mm. services I fucking. So I'm like, am I going to rent Boss Baby for $4.99 right now? I'm like, on one hand, do I really want to rent Boss Baby? Can you just watch something else? On the other hand, she really wants to watch Boss Baby and I could probably just go back to sleep. So I spent $4.99 on Boss Baby. Nice. Nah, totally a worthwhile investment. Money well spent. Yeah. Money well spent. But then, well, yeah. Yeah, you like, spent no money at the bar. So Boss right. Baby's <laughs> a yeah. drop in the bucket. I'm still ahead. Mm. Uh, yeah. And then, so that's how I spent my morning. And then, I don't know, people might have saw on my Instagram to relieve Dan, who had just been with the kids, you know, in the 24 hours of mm-hmm. all work. I was like, I'll take them both for dinner. And so I loaded up both kids and I took them out to Eastside Mario's. Yeah. <laughs> classic, uh, classic hungover move. dad. <laughs> yeah. Let, allow me to do this. Yeah, I got yeah. this. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you said dads get sympathy when they bring like their daughter to mm-hmm. bring both. Oh, double? With a baby. Yeah. Like you seem oh like a superhero, oh, yeah. man. People th- think that you're incapable of doing it. So it's like I'm there with the high chair and the baby. And yeah, yeah it was, widower. It was yeah. <laughs> That's, it feels like that. I went to the mall the other day with both kids yeah. and this woman came up. She's like, where's Alex? And I was like, oh, she's, you know, at home. She's like, you're here alone. <laughs> she couldn't believe it. it was like I was the best dad in yeah. the world. It was awesome. During the conversation, you lose the kids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that has happened to me before, actually. <laughs> but yeah, back to the pub crawl. Because I can see Max, uh, you know, glazing yeah, yeah, over here. Out. Yeah. Um, he went to sleep. <laughs> he's on his phone right now. You put those glasses on that look like you're awake, but you're actually sleeping behind them. Um, who should we kick out of the pub crawl? <laughs> who is the worst guy that you're like, okay, maybe they're out next year? Oh, I mean, it, some people might say it's me because I haven't been around as much. So, like, you know, I don't want to cast any stones. I'm going to say, though, mm-hmm. this is where you get credit where credit's due. Mm-hmm. I heard you tied one on the night before. I'm even shocked the Toronto contingent came to the pub crawl. No. Oh, I mean, that was the the pub crawl was the holy grail of the week. Mm-hmm. But there was like three nights pre- previous because it's the holiday season. There's so many yeah. parties. There's like People are out festive. There's an annual event uh, that our guy Slam from Universal Music has it's thrown very for 25 years. And there's a pre-drink before that. There's a big dance party at the Opera House. We ended up at this piano bar on Dundas Street West, like Dundas and Ossington. This like secret piano bar that you have to go through the back alley. So it was like, it was a big night, but I was thinking about uh, that night. And also when you've been doing like three or four nights in a row, it actually somehow gets easier on the third or fourth night. Do you know what I mean? Well, it's harder to get drunk. So you're kind of just like enduring. Yeah. But uh, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if I, who would I, who would I kick out? I might kick Birchall out. Wow. He was so helpful, though. He was, but not fun. It's like, I feel like he's growing up too much. Mm. Usually he's just, you know, doing wild stuff. I can tell you, though, he loved the pop crawl. Heavenly Father. I was with him last night. Oh, he I was know. like, that was the best. It was so important to be with all my best friends in the world, et cetera, et cetera. We'll beep his name because I don't want to hurt him because I know it means a lot. But yeah, Adam Birchall. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, just because, you know, I guess I miss him being a real wild child. Yeah, he still does that sometimes, not as much anymore. Yeah. Um, Mike, would you kick me? You wouldn't kick anybody out. No, no. Just the I new mean, guys. Who knows? I mean, I, I definitely always have that impulse. Like, you want... The new guys is a weird thing. Like, you want to be like, hey, like, we're a group, and at some point, everybody here was a new guy. And you know what I mean? Like, I could point to the last, like, eight guys through the door, where when they first showed up, I'm kind of like, what the fuck? And then all of a sudden, I love those guys, you know? Mm-hmm. So you want to be accepting. But at some point, we need to close the door uh-huh. behind us, don't you think? Otherwise, we're going to be 40 yeah, fucking course, people. Of I, I absolutely agree. I did have an interesting conversation, though, with our friend Mark. And I was actually acting as an executive producer. Mark this, Myers. Yeah. 
in the conversation. And I was I just wanted to see how things are going. Cause you know, an EP, you know, has to make sure that the vibes are okay, that uh, everyone's communicating, everyone's getting along. And I know there's a little bit of friction between you guys, right? Oh, I'm always upset. Yeah. Yeah. You're always upset. And, uh, and I'm only bringing this up because you mentioned this last week on the pod. And I was like, Oh, that's interesting. Cause Shane did say this because there was some discrepancy as there is in any artistic endeavor, especially when you're doing it with your friends. Um, and Mark just says, you know, I tried to tell him how I was feeling, but the problem is right now is that Shane is super into AI and wants everybody to be a robot. <laughs> and, and so it's just like, wow. so, I, so, so I tried to be vulnerable and I tried to tell him my feelings about a thing. He's like, but Shane has no patience for that. He just wants everybody to be a robot. And then this spawned this whole other conversation, but the AI, uh, program about writing skits. Oh, did we never got one to do this week? Did we? I was actually writing one right before we came up. Oh, great! Can we do it still? Can I run down and forward? Okay, after this conversation. Okay. So, so basically, I was like, oh yeah, yeah. You know, Shane is very into AI because we were talking about that too, and uh, I just wanted to see how you feel about AI and if you wish everybody were robots. No, is that you kind of leaving that way now? Mark dream is to be a robot everyone who knows mark knows that he goes you know i'm just a robot so i'm trying to treat him the way he wants to be He's treated a robot with a heart though yeah i guess but <laughs> i feel like i'm very open with communication and honestly like if we're blaming people i think we blame him <laughs> <laughs> so there's yeah like i don't know i know there's like in every argument there's you know you could take any side mm -hmm. But from my view, of course, you know, I feel you this blame way. Him? Yeah, I blame him. <laughs> yeah. That's giving me the title of this so, episode. So, issue resolved? I think I, I, it, it was Did resolved. I do my job as and the EP, guys? When I, on the pub crawl, I went into it on a, a mission. I'm going to wait, because timing does matter to have conversations. Yeah. And I'm going to be two beers in and confront Mark <laughs> in a happy way. Okay. But then as we were at the pinnacle of it, their conversation, the, the good part, both our cards got pulled. The uh. first bar at the same time. <laughs> so that kind of was like a bummer. And then, you know, we're, we're at the bar. We're kind of pissed off again. And I usually like to tip 20%. Mark likes to tip a little less. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. <laughs> Five minutes before you were pulled up, mm-hmm. I told Mike I had to do something really yeah. quick. And I asked AI to write a script about three podcasters named Mike, Max, oh. and Shane called The Best Hang. Wow. And they have to have a discussion about AI. Oh, in great. a skit format. That's it. This so is very good. I'm setup. going to like, I haven't read it yet. All I'm going to do is copy and paste it. And then send and it to all our phones. Send email it. Yep. So. Okay. So this is a script written by AI about uh, uh, podcasters uh, <laughs> talking about AI called the best thing. Okay. So I'm just going to start this. We all see our own lines. Mm, yep. You got to read your lines, Max. Are you ready? Cause you're the second line on here. Here we go. <clears throat> Here's the sketch created by AI. Welcome to the Best Hang Podcast, where we discuss all things AI. Today, we have three guests, Mike, Max, and Shane. I'm Max, and I'm the lead singer in a band. Hi, guys. I'm Shane, and I'm a huge AI enthusiast. And I'm Mike, and I have my reservations about AI. So, Shane, why do you love AI so much? I just think it has so much potential to change the world for the better. It can make our lives easier and more efficient. But what about the potential for AI to take over and make decisions for us? That's a little scary. I understand the concern, Max, but I don't think it's realistic. AI is going to enhance our lives, not control them. Yeah, because having robots making all of our decisions is totally not terrifying at all. (laughs) Come on, Mike. You know I'm just joking. (laughs) Yeah, but what if AI starts making better music than us? I'm already worried about being replaced by a computer. (laughs) I don't think that's something you need to worry about, Max. There's always going to be a place for human creativity and emotion in music. Yeah, I agree. AI can assist with certain tasks, but it can't replace the raw talent and passion of a human musician. Phew, thank goodness. I'm starting to get a little paranoid there. (laughs) Yeah, we wouldn't want a computer taking all the spotlight away from Max's killer vocals. (laughs) Very funny, Mike. Outro music plays. Thanks for tuning into the Best Hang Podcast. Be sure to join us next time for more discussions on the future of artificial intelligence. <laughs> okay. So, normally, these scripts are much... <laughs> this is what you're putting your faith in? No, no. Okay. This is what you're investing things, in? A few things. Okay. Normally, these scripts are much, much funnier. What I think is happening, AI has a bias against saying bad things about itself so it took it's like sketch comedy no i'm going to make a whole point to put people's fears at ease Mm. so it didn't really focus on being funny it just wanted to actually make legitimate weird points about how ai isn't going to take over the world in a negative way robots not supposed to have feelings though ai simulate has feelings simulated though Mm. so it's it produced ai propaganda yes in the form of a sketch that's what happened also i will say even ai's best first drafts like real humans aren't that good. The first draft isn't that good. You have to curate it and curate it and curate it. So I think this same script run through four or five more filters could have been better. What are the filters that you put on there? So you like you max is a singer in a band. I said, could you make a podcast about three uh, men named Mike, Max and Shane? One of them's a lead singer and they have a podcast called the best hang. That's all you said. Yeah. Oh, interesting. But if and if you gave it more information, it'd be like, Mike is super into basketball and he's a dad or like, w- would that maybe be incorporated into it? Is that a hundred percent? So it has boiled me down to that. So, <laughs> all I am to you? so it has a memory. Um, they have changed it a little bit. So if I wanted to say, could you add more poop humor mm-hmm. now? Unfortunately, it says we are programmed to not have offensive or 
whatever language because I think people are abusing it using bad language. Mm. So it doesn't allow you to do that anymore. Which is are kind you of talking to it or are you typing it? Typing. Okay. So what are your thoughts? Obviously, it wasn't funny, but... No, I mean, it's very impressive. I was talking to Savelli on the way home, and he's a professor at McMaster University, and I actually just read an article in the Globe Mail about this. Uh, institutions like universities are concerned about students cheating on their essays because oh, yeah. you, because you, because he was like, I could ask a, the, and he was playing around with his bot and he said, if I can ask the AI bot to write an essay about the history of mental health in France in the 1800s and include four citations about Michel Foucault and that. And then it's just like, it spits out this thing and it's like, it's untraceable as to like who wrote it. And, and as you say, you can keep mm-hmm. refining it, refining it to like make it very custom to who you are. So he was saying that it's probably going to lead to more testing for students to have to be done in real time in a, in, in an exam. Cause otherwise if you're just giving it grades on, on the paper, you could be cheating the whole time. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of, kind of crazy. But remember when the calculator came out? Yeah. They originally banned the calculator. Yeah. And then they're like, ah, okay, it's pretty handy. So let's keep the calculator. That that's actually one of the articles. The points in the article was that it's like, oh, at first we didn't like calculators, but now we like calculators. We're scared of anything new. Like we can't even have a guy join our pub crawl without us freaking out. Like it's <laughs> AI's like that, right? Is AI going to be in our pub crawl next year? Maybe yeah. that's how fast things are moving. It's with like this, Johnny but. Five, Johnny <laughs> Five, in like a trench coat. But would we program the AI bot to be really funny and always say the right thing at the right moment, and make everyone laugh. That'd oh, be awesome. That would be cool. It'd make you jealous. Well, that you'd Shane, hate that. Worry, I have to worry about his spot on the next years. <laughs> no, I, I think we should <laughs> bounce Shane for next year. <laughs> <Pump> Rock. <laughs> He's got a smoke hanging out of his mouth, the robot. He's, He's doing so all sorts funny. of physical humor. Yeah. You're filming him. <laughs> yeah, I'm not filming Shane next year. <laughs> so are you, have you changed your view at all? It seems like Mike hasn't. No, I think um, I agree that like people are like timid about new things. And there's a lot of technology that people were afraid of that end up being useful. But... I just think there's like something about like the journey of learning or the journey or the, the journey in trying to figure something out that is like deeply satisfying, even in, in, in it being hard. And when that's all taken away from you, then you're like, oh, kind of what's the point? But like not to say that it doesn't won't be hard because there will be new challenges, as you say. It's yeah. like you have to keep on like everyone just becomes a great editor or something. Like that. And everyone's going to get better. Uh-huh. So what's considered a really good song, a really good book might change and just get better and better mm-hmm. and better. I'm I, ultimately I'm, I'm agnostic or curious about AI, but overall, sort of my bigger question is: whenever there is technological advancement, is it good for humanity? Like, is the internet has it been good? Is the jury out on that? Has mm-hmm. it kind of like is life better now or is it worse? We get things faster. We have more connection. Isn't like, it better than it's ever been? I life? don't. I don't know, man. Maybe, I think there's a lot of things about technology when it comes to like people's like like health outcomes and. Like I was going to say like democracy, but like also the internet has polluted all that shit too. So it's just like, like there were systems before that were flawed, but I don't know if people's general happiness was higher. I don't know what we gained. Like, well, I I guess you can see what we gained, but we don't truly know what we lost. And it's like, obviously that's evolution and everything's changing. And if you ask some 15 year old, like a 15 year old experience is going to be different than our experience when we were 15, just like it was different for our parents. But at least our experience when we were 15 was somewhat similar to our parents mm-hmm. and there was like a baseline and again like i don't know if information more information we have all the information we could ever use i mean bo burnham's special is basically kind of this melancholy journey through the fact that technology has made us ultimately sadder and more alone than we ever have been mm-hmm. right on like a deep sort of emotional level whatever we, people have been debating this f- like for fucking ever but it's like 
Yeah, I just don't know if AI is going like good for what, like productivity, like more art and entertainment. Like if someone can recreate a Harry Potter series like J.K. Rowling, then they can make a million yeah. of them, mm -hmm. and it does nothing's unique anymore. I think it's like a tool, right? It's absolutely a tool, mm -hmm. but it's just that the speed is the concern because evolution has happened at a very slow pace, and then all, yeah. and then all of a sudden it's like holy shit! I'm sure lumberjacks were worried when the saw came out, the bandsaw. Yeah, but then they adapted and they got better at making houses. There's no houses. more lumberjacks. It's all automated. Yeah, but, yeah. but at least there's buildings are being made faster and more efficiently. Yeah. There are, there's definitely benefits, but 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 I think the, the thing that is when you see like um, like studies on human, what I'm interested in, what Mike's going to get into is like human happiness. So just like when you see studies about like what the internet is doing to like teenagers, or when it comes to like I don't know, like rates of like mating and all this stuff that is just like. Seems Are mating be, rates down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, and, and people feeling connected and and like young romances and all that stuff. It's like that that those are, it seem to be at uh, lows. And Matt Frickman will listen to this and he'll tell me how I'm wrong. I think mating would it would help me with mating. Uh, when then I was ignore the mating thing. The, okay. point, the, the point is that like <laughs> I just like you're mating and rates terms of depression. I feel like are, also are mating falling. is a funny term. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why I said that. Um, yeah, I just think like that's kind of. Like if it was a thing that like ultimately made people feel happier and more financially mm -hmm. secure and satisfied, like just like in it their life. It does all those things for me. Without mating apps, I wouldn't be with my wife right mm -hmm. now. I'm like, my life would be completely different. Uh, I would like, <laughs> just cut you on a jet ski, getting <laughs> two women on your shoulders. <laughs> the best life ever. But uh, yeah, I, I think I could, I wasn't made to live in an era that wasn't super technological. Because mm -hmm. I can't do anything. Everything mm -hmm. is like in my mind. No, I, I disagree. Like yeah. I think that it's it's amazing. Like the things that you yeah. know these tools can help you with. I feel but, like 1930s. I'd be fucked. You could still play guitar and sing, so you're fine. Yeah. You would you be okay? Oh yeah, I do. You right. would 1930s. I, I do. Yeah. What would you do? I would just use my natural charisma and charm and sort of quick wit to uh, find a fun job. Yeah. Shit. Maybe I'd be a, maybe, maybe <laughs> I don't I, have any of those things. Maybe I'd be like a vaudeville guy or yeah. a laborer. Like, mm -hmm. like I like I don't know. There's like, you know, maybe a laborer that mm -hmm. started a family, went to the pub Labor's and had his little tough, though. group of friends. I know it's like there's harder lives, but maybe they're more fulfilling. Or maybe they're not. I don't know. Like, listen, like I certainly don't want to work on an assignment. I didn't want to, you know, my I come from a long line of blue-collar factory workers or like my yeah, dad was a too. welder. And I did I did not want to do that job. And I'm in this job, and this job exists right now. I don't think it will in five years. Like, this is the thing. It's like everything's a Eventually being swallowed up, right? Because of technology mm -hmm. and advancements in technology. And it means only the people that basically get to control it are already started out wealthy benefit from it. And everyone in the middle kind of gets crushed. And there's just going to be basically- I benefit from it though. Right now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And you, you see yourself as somebody who will ride the AI wave into profitability mm -hmm. for yourself somehow, right? That's how you view it. You see it yeah. as a tool to succeed. Yeah. And it may work out that way, but mm -hmm. it may not. Yeah, I eventually think the robots will take over and get us, though. I acknowledge that <laughs> for sure. But I think we probably have 30 years left. Mm. 30 good years? Maybe 15 good years. Good years. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Of like for humanity? Yeah, because I do think and uh, like I've heard this said, eventually once AI is created, it's just a matter of time before the robots actually take over the world. 
Because they'll become sentient and self-conscious and then who knows what their motivations will be. But, Mm -hmm. you know, in this sort of science fiction imagining, which very may very well be reality. The other thing with technology, though, is we talk about all the good things it does, right? Like it's like what the Internet has allowed more connection. I can now talk to somebody in Australia that I never would have connected with before and whatever. All these sort of like uh, uh, the the, the best outcome sort of like scenarios. But it's like. It's also, look what it has done to the idea of misinformation. Like mm. we are in such a fucked up era of like distrust, hating one oh. another. Like, like there's less humanity and, and trust amongst people. Maybe it was always an illusion, but that's, yeah. that's the tool being used but for its worst. When you were young, did you think Marilyn Manson removed a rib and sucked his own dick? <laughs> Cause I think whoa, whoa, everyone whoa, whoa, whoa. thought that he didn't. No, he didn't. <laughs> but every no, single person thought that. So yeah. or that was, he was the kid from Mr. Belvedere, like all the rumors. There was so yeah. much stuff and it couldn't be disproved. So there's a lot more things being corrected, but yeah, less information is better though. Sometimes, you know? yeah. And like silly rumors. About sure. Anything's people. better sometimes, but well, anything's better sometimes. Yeah. Right back at you. Mm-hmm. Silly information <laughs> about like a famous person is different than say like contaminated water in Michigan and then a, a, an investigative report about that. But then a whole group of people denying that that's even happening. And then it's all muddied all the time. And there's all these tools and the way to like fill the sort of like uh, the information sphere with shit. So nobody like, there's all like, there's all these like real world sort of like, like tactics that weaponize this great technology. That's seemingly given us so much. Like, I, like, again, like, I don't, I don't know the answer. I'm just saying that it's like, We'll see I feel like there's a lot of stuff that uh, was uncovered because of the internet. Pre-internet, the momentum had to be so strong and and gra- like naturally occurring. Like you know, people had to connect in a way that was like letters. You yeah. know what I mean? Or like that's why TV was so powerful, right? Because it's yeah, it's the only way to reach that many people in one shot. Again, like these are these are good things. It democratizes things. And I think young people that grow up with technology are going to figure out how to use it and like have of course. Uh, a productive existence. You know, it's like, there's all these like six year olds that are coding and I don't even, I still don't oh, know what yeah. coding even old means. Old guys like, what being does that worried mean? about new technology yes. is yeah. like a parable. It's, it's like, this yeah. Time. Yeah, yeah, it's as, yeah, uh-huh. exactly. Fire. It hurts when I touch it. There's never been <laughs> the people cavemen, in the their like <laughs> close to 40 who aren't scared of the young kids coming up and like, you know, pull your pants up that, that music's bad. Uh-huh. Like that, we're just at that yeah. age. Yeah. F- fire can cook you food, but it can also burn down your house. Yeah. Nuclear Energy theory. Yep. Yeah. Power a city or destroy it. Well, what were like the earliest tools? Fire? The wheel? I'm sure somebody yeah. freaked out about the wheel. Of course they did. It's because it took away a lot of jobs. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, people I, used I, to carry I, folks around. 100%. Yeah, I'm just more, it's like, yeah, just how it pollutes your brain. It's like, there's a thing about scrolling TikTok that like pollutes your brain. There's like, there's like, I just don't think that like there's a speed to some of the stuff that is unhealthy. Yeah, and, and where it's like you actually need to like exist in the physical world and have like human connection with people. I think I don't know. Yeah, that's all. You guys heard about these nepotism babies? <laughs> <laughs> what's that? <laughs> Just, I'm trying to make a smooth yeah, transition let's, to a new let's, topic. Let's talk about that. Oh, oh what's a nepotism baby? Yeah. It's like this big thing now. Where basically it's like anybody that uh, gets a job in entertainment. I mean, any anywhere really. But like, there's this whole wave of actors, right? Like Dakota Johnson is the child of Don Johnson and Melanie Griffith. Uh, yeah, I like her. <laughs> um, I think she's um, good. we could come up with like a, a bunch of them that are basically mm-hmm. second generation like acting kids that basically got their their gigs or an opportunity because their parents so there's a sort of like i don't know the sentiment on the internet of is like let's all acknowledge what this is you know you'll see viral tweet where someone's like i'm not saying you're not talented uh zoe kravitz mm-hmm. but let's not act like you grinding it out to make it in an industry that's like cruel and unforgiving is the same as me in tons of debt with no help, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like your path here 
was much easier. And how do you quantify that? This mm-hmm. is like the most sort of like depressing, I guess, version of it. But essentially yeah. there was some article that came out that like identified all of these second generation sort of actors that are all working right now, thriving. And then everybody else is kind of like, of course, it's just sort of like, maybe it's like an American or Canadian version of royalty. Mm-hmm. But if you're a really talented NBA player, the odds of having a kid who's really good at basketball is high. Yeah, but that's that's genetic. That's different than yeah. the social thing. It's genetic. Yeah. They, like Zoe Kravitz, if she walks into a room, like let's let's just say she's adopted. She sure. works at a McDonald's and I'm a talent scout. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, you like get her on the screen. You know? <laughs> and a Big so, Mac with yeah, extra sauce, yeah, please. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean she's obviously genetically unreal. Like she's in mm. the top 0.1% of best looking humans in the world of course no of course so like when when good look good looking people mate sure and but there's lots of good looking people that aren't famous it's like they're like the amount of people that get that opportunity is very 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 small and it's probably because of nepotism in entertainment in in the nba there's a very good chance that lebron james kids are never gonna make the nba and it's just simply because they're not good enough at basketball and it's funny because it's like Vulture, Brooklyn Maddie sent this along. But they will get they will get internships at Nike. They will get sure get to oh, place that and record. they'll get a shot. The, the odds of them yes. being on a college team is way higher. I bet you it's this almost identical chance no, opportunity. I mean, LeBron James maybe, and maybe there is some uh, nepotism when it comes to it's like, hey, you know, the the ninth scholarship on your team. Can you just give it to this kid, my kid, over this other kid, just to get him like on that college team? But when it comes to actually like making the pros, it's like you just have to be amazing. Chet Hanks has been trying to be an actor, musician for a long time, and it's just not working for him. His dad is Tom Hanks. But Chet Hanks is way more famous than he should be. He could monetize his he, fame yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, he, yeah, he does speaking gigs and stuff. And and it's not only that, it's just it's just the idea. It's like that old thing. It's like it's like the idea that it's like, say I want to work at a record label. And they're like, okay, you can work here, but the, it's an internship. And it's like, I can't spend from nine, 20 to 25 in a non-paying job or a super low-paying job to try and break into an industry. But if you come from money or your dad... <laughs> For instance, I was just listening to uh, Fly on the Wall podcast with David Spade and Dana Carvey, and it's a it's a Chris Farley retrospective. Mm-hmm. So it's like a two part. Have you listened to this? I know you listen to the show. Is it good? Uh, it's getting unbearable for me with uh, Dana Carvey. It's hard. He's a lot. But, yeah. So, but hmm. the way that this episode works is they they banked a bunch of. Uh, memories from people. So it opens mm-hmm. with Sandler sharing a bunch of like Sandler, uh, Farley stories, sorry. And then it goes to like uh, d- different like people who have like, you know, anyway, some of the stories were like making me laugh really hard. You know, they had Rob Lowe on, although his story seemed a little bit more like mean spirited, but anyway, it's fascinating to listen to. Anyway, they get to this guy, um, named, I think it was, uh, was it David Newman? And they're like, Oh, David Newman was the PA essentially the guy that was stuck uh, with um, Farley and Spade while they shot uh, Tommy Boy up in Toronto. Mm. Lauren gave him this job when he was like 22. And he's like, I think Lauren just realized, and he tells a really funny story about Chris Farley gets a sketch cut by Lauren and he comes out of Lauren's office. He's like, fuck this. I'm out. The show's about to start in like 10 minutes. And Farley's in the first sketch after the commercial break, after the monologue. And Farley basically storms out. And this guy Newman has to like follow him. He's like, Chris, come on, come on. Chris like, no, fuck this. I'm out. And he gets in the elevator. And I I mean, I don't even want to tell the story because it's Newman's story and it's very good. Listen to the fly on the wall podcast. Anyway, about halfway through his interview, he's like, so, you know, I got my job and like, obviously uh, Lauren is a family friend. So I was very, cause her name was social intelligence. Like for you to have a job like that, where you're dealing with like volatile stars when you're not, you know, you're younger than them. You know, it's like, but you grew up in a showbiz family. So, you know, mm-hmm. and, and then he reveals, he's like, oh, Lauren's a family friend. He's Randy Newman's son. 
So it's like, so it's like he has this amazing, oh, and by the way, this guy's gone on to become like the main producer of like Narcos and all this stuff. So he has this path. But the thing about these jobs is it's like, you need to be in certain positions and be able to sort of grind for no money for like a couple years. And then, so it's like, yeah, now he's this huge big time producer. Doesn't mean he's not talented. Doesn't mean he's not whatever. But it's like he had the wherewithal and the connections and this sort of unique mix of stuff. And the safety blanket to not have to like get paid anything. Yeah. 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 But these days kind of, doesn't TikTok and all those things break down those barriers that exist? before i think tiktok does probably help to question. a degree yeah yeah because yeah. like the stuff can just like blow up on its own accord and people can, maybe like a regular person or whatever can monetize like if i live yeah. if i'm from hamilton ontario and i have a great tiktok maybe there's ways to make money on that and then you can sort of pursue your dreams actually speaking of nepo babies my there's this new documentary out called senior that robert danny jr did about his father i saw that yeah you watch it yeah so my dad um watched it the other night his his buddy sam texted him he's like you'd like it because my dad would have liked bob downey as a director he's like very culturally i think your brother told me that like paul thomas anderson like loves bob Downey. yes like so so he's like sort of one of the forefathers of like interesting film so my dad uh his, his buddy sam says watch this documentary he can't fall asleep it's like three in the morning he throws it on he's watching it and then at the at the 20 minute mark one of his big movies putney slope yeah. swope swope yeah. Yeah, and and the uh, theme of that movie is. Do you know? Have you have you seen this movie? I've just heard it talked about on Mark Maron's podcast a lot. Oh, really? It seems like I, when I was watching that movie, I was like, Max would love this movie. Really? Like, <laughs> I, that's all I was thinking of. It's like it seems like you'd write a song about it or something. I think that's yeah. so funny because and for our listeners, basically, there's an advertising agency. The guy who runs the advertising agency dies at the boardroom table, and they all have to nominate who's going to run the advertising agency. Everybody nominates the one black dude at the table because they think the other people will never nominate a black dude and it's the 1960s 1970s yeah and uh basically uh they this guy punny swope he gets the the gig and starts making all these like very african-american centric ads right mm-hmm. that's yes. ostensibly thing yeah so my dad is watching this thing at three in the morning and the scene is this i just want you guys to watch this right now this is guy the, the executive at the table acting as a little heart out who is this actor He's from It's a Wonderful Life, isn't he? No. Uh, right, let it's, me, it's the shots from behind him right now. Yeah, right okay. his face. Who does that look like? Are you saying it looks like your dad? It's my grandpa. That's your grandpa? Yeah. For your grandpa's real? in? Yeah. He, the he is a very small. He's that role. He's in it for like a for minute. Real? Yeah, it's my grandpa. Wow. So yeah. you're an Epo baby. I'm an Epo baby. Oh, my wow. God. Yeah. You're an Apple. Yeah, it was it was actually very sweet too because it's There's like one amongst us. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was very cool uh, because you know my my grandpa had a very like modest career, but he acted his whole life until he died. And he was in the theater. He did some commercials. His biggest role was like in a western starring with Roy Rogers, like probably thirty years Whoa. before that. My dad took his name from Roy Rogers. I'm not kidding. Really? His name is Roland. Like he lived in Amsterdam for like the first seven years, well, Indonesia, Amsterdam for like first seven years of his life. And he would watch English speaking Roy Rogers, like the cowboy, right? That's crazy. And so he, instead of Roland, which he didn't like, he, when he came to Canada, he told everyone his name was Roy. Wow. Because of that. Yeah. Okay. Because, because of Roy Rogers. The, uh, this is going to be the Arizona kid. So basically the Arizona kid is the name of the movie. My grandpa had like a starring role. He's like the third star in it. 1939. Here is, uh, Roy Rogers and my dad walking into a bar. Wait, your dad? Or your no, wait, my grandpa. Sorry. So, so that's Roy Rogers in the white hat. My dad, my grandpa's in the black hat. There he is. Wow. 
There's Aaron Rodgers. Wow. Isn't that cool? So that's wild. Yeah. That's probably so, yeah, why was, you want to be an entertainer and everything. You have that. I, yeah, you have a little. And it was very sweet to hear my dad talk about it because, uh, yeah, as I said, like he never, he was always kind of waiting for his big break to happen. Never happened. But as a result, he was home a lot because um, he was just auditioning for stuff all the time. But my dad would come home from school and he'd just be at the house and then he'd take him to the Central Park to play catch. This is all in New York. And, you know, and then he'd land a commercial and that would help pay the bills or he'd be in a theater production that helped pay the bills. But he said he did. Did, uh, for one summer, he did a theater production in New Hampshire or something like that with Lloyd Bridges. Mm-hmm. And he went and Lloyd Bridges was a star at the time. And his son, Jeff, Jeff Bridges, yeah. and my dad, he's like, oh, yeah, I played catch with Jeff Bridges when I was like 17. Like we were both there and we just had our baseball gloves and we threw the ball around. I was like, oh, it's so, so awesome. Well, that's the original wave of Nepo Babies. Yeah. Jeff mm-hmm. Bridges, Michael Douglas. Yeah. Uh, Bo Bridges. Jamie Paul Burgess, Jamie Lee Curtis, yeah, you know, all these people. Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, um, but it, it was it was just very cool. And it was just I just imagine what it was like for my dad, who just like threw on the movie, not thinking anything. Does your grandpa have an IMDb? Uh, he must. Got Someone it. should he has start to. it, and yeah. I think this needs to be on your Wikipedia page. He one hundred percent would have an IMDb. Yeah. And actually, I think he had to go by, in the Arizona kid, he had to go by the name David Kerwin because he was a Jew. No mm. one wants to see a Jewish cowboy. Ooh. And so uh, oh, back in 1939, I think that's when the movie was made. 1939. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. I, I didn't know. I've known you for you know, more than he, a decade and I did not know this. I <laughs> think you mentioned it briefly uh-huh. that you had a grandpa who was an actor like years ago. Yeah. yeah. But I didn't know to the extent. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, but it's funny. Yeah, my dad was saying he's like, you know, he never had like obviously a big career, but he really liked it. Like he just like, he was very sort of satisfied in the work itself, which I thought was a very noble thing to say. Yeah. I always have a lot of, you know, like working actors like that, that they don't know where their next paycheck's mm-hmm. coming from, but they're just, you know, they keep grinding. And then you know, you get legit speaking parts in these old yeah. famous talkies, yeah. you know, yeah. and, uh, that's impressive. Yeah. It's very cool. That's so cool. So cool. Mm-hmm. What did he end up doing? Just an actor's whole life? He was just an actor's whole life. He died when he died. He was 82. He probably acted almost until he was dead. Wow. Yeah. Well, he must have got a lot of money for that movie, though. In the third lead I mean, with Roy he, Rogers. He literally was in the one scene. He's like, oh, opens okay. the movie and got dies. you. Got <laughs> you. I didn't know he was wearing a black hat. Yeah. I think like the white hat is the hero. The yeah. Oh, in the Arizona so, kid. Yeah. yeah. No, in the Arizona kid, he's he's also the kind of the bad guy. He yeah. basically, I think his role is that like Roy Rogers is like the knight in shining armor, and then he's sort of his like bad friend who's gone astray. And I think then he ends up getting killed later in the movie. In season two of the sketch show, we should recreate like an old talkies type movie. And have Max play like a version of his grandpa. Mm, let's do it. Yeah, I love it. Get awesome. the AI on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a good place to wrap it. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't, go check out Max's grandpa. Yeah, if you search <laughs> the Arizona Kid on uh, YouTube, the whole movie's up there. It's like a 53 minute movie. And uh, my grandpa's the one in black, wearing the black hat. Yeah, and someone cool. go on Wikipedia and amend Max's uh, his page to say that his that grandfather cool. was a yeah. famous actor or, or a working actor. Yeah. And, yeah. Mm. Max is, uh, he comes from a lineage of entertainers. Mm. Nepo baby. I'm a Nepo baby. All right. Thanks, guys. It's been great. Thanks so much, Nathan Nash. But together, thank you, Manager Ash, for everything she does. That's it. That's all. That's our episode. We could hang. Maybe the best. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.